You're now listening to Find Your Fit with host Cohen Coolidge. Find Your Fit will enable you to pursue your passion for health and fitness, learn more about potential careers, and understand the steps it takes to get there. Whether well-educated in the field or just a beginner, Find Your Fit is for you. Welcome to Find Your Fit. I'm your host, Cohen Coolidge, and today's guest is Barbara Castaldi. Barbara, how are you? Great. How are you? Pretty good. Awesome to have you on. Can you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Can you give a little introduction about what you do? Yes. I'm a licensed massage therapist. Um, I specialize with sports and active adults. I have a 500 hours core curriculum in orthopedic massage, certified in active release technique, myofascial release, scraping, kinesio taping, cupping. Um, been doing this a long time. And um, just really worked with a lot of athletes and dancers and musicians along the way. Um, been teaching massage, core curriculum, and continuing ed for massage therapists. And I have um, done three sports medicine rotations with the Olympic Training Center in Colorado. Awesome. Sounds like you do quite a lot. Yeah, I, too much, probably. <laughs> too much, yeah. So I first want to talk about your story. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got interested into health and fitness? Um, well, I was a kid. I was pretty active. Um, first female on my town's little league team. And um, then horseback riding. And that kind of led to a lot of trips to the orthopedist over the years. Uh, so I got interested in, you know, trying to avoid those. And playing different sports, volleyball, softball. Um, I was a firefighter for a little while. So there was a lot of, you know, you got to be fit to make this happen. Um, and then, you know, there was that time frame where I wasn't so healthy. My dad was in the hospital having six bypasses at one time. And I asked the doctor like, hey, you know, what's my outlook? And he says, not great. You're obese which I was at the time. So I said, you know what, that's it. I got to get back into this. And I got back into getting fit. And next thing you know, I was in massage school. Wow. So is massage school a separate, like, do you have to do continuing ed after normal school? Is it like a separate school per se? Yeah. So it's, um, it's considered like adult training. Um, so people go to be a medical assistant or a medical biller or a dental assistant. So they're career schools that you go to. Um, originally I wanted to go and pursue physical therapy, but I wasn't much of an academic person. So I kind of nixed that because when I graduated from high school, they said, Oh, that's two years of college. And I said, Oh no, <laughs> not for me. So um, when I found out about massage therapy, you know, I was able to go to school for a year. Wow. So it worked out great. And nowadays it's a little bit longer than that, depending on where you go, whether you go full-time, part-time, but it's career academies and you do have to do continuing ed though. We, most states require 24 hours every two years of continuing ed. Yeah. So did you go talking about education? Did you go from high school then to the massage career academy straight there? No, no, I didn't go to massage school till I was 30. Oh, wow. So yeah, I was, I was, I had spent a lot of years, um, 
well, you know, life happens and it was, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. And then I found out about massage therapy and, and found out that there was a medical based massage therapy. It wasn't just this hoity toity thing for rich people to get rubbed down. You know, it was athletes were using it and people were using it for rehabilitation, car accidents and injuries. So I pursued it and I think it was about a week later I was in school. Wow. So I like how you like, you didn't know a lot of people I talk to, they don't know what they want to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone mentions it to them or something like that. And then they just immediately go to school and love it and take it super far. That kind of sounds like what you did. Yeah. It was just, you know, actually my niece went to school for massage therapy and she called me. She's like, Hey, I'm going to this school for, um, deep tissue massage. And I'm like, what's that? Yeah. And it just, the, you know, the conversation blossomed and there was a school right down the street from me. It was the orthopedic training. And that was right up my alley, you know, with all the athletic stuff that I did. And I, I have a son who, well, I mean, he's, he's an adult now, but he has been an athlete his whole life. So I was constantly trying to fix things for him. So it, you know, it worked out perfect. He had his own nurse, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Very easy, too. So just for the listeners, I know it's obviously, you know, massage therapy. What aspect of health and fitness do you specifically focus on? Meaning, like, what is the goal of the massage? Is it recovery? Is it being able to perform well? All of that. Um, I mean, if you go for just a relaxation massage, that's really therapeutic in its own right. Um, even for athletes, uh, when I ran the clinic at the school I worked at for, um, the university of Delaware, the athletes would come in and some of them were over stressed, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. And because we, we worked with a lot of the football team basically for the most part. And there's always that timeline where, which, I mean, you know, this, you know, if your heart rate is elevated in the morning, you need to take a rest day, an active rest day. So for me, when, when that was happening, you know, we had to reconfigure. It wasn't just rehabilitation. It wasn't just, um, making them perform better. It was also helping them relax. So you really have to kind of see which way your client is going. Um, if they are an athlete or even an active adult or even an active younger person, it's a matter of what do they need today, which you do learn down the road. I mean, most people nowadays are a little more familiar with their bodies and what's going on. So they come in and they tell you. Yeah. So do you have a lot of clients come in and be like, Oh, my left shoulder is hurting. Can you work on that a little bit more? And then you take that into consideration. Yeah. And most of the time, when people tell you their left shoulder is hurting, it's something happening in their neck or it's actually something somewhere else. And occasionally it is exactly where they tell you it is. Yeah. I was just giving like an example because I know a lot of people when they think about scheduling a massage, you're like, yeah, my back's been killing me. I need to get in for a massage here or any body part. And then they yeah. come. Yeah. And so that, I that does happen a lot. And, you know, for the most part, that's, People come in with that idea in their head. This is bothering me. I need to go get a massage. And sometimes that is exactly what's wrong. And sometimes there's 
10 other things wrong with them and you got to work around all of it to make that one thing feel better. Totally. I think the coolest thing I've learned about uh, massage therapy is that usually it's not just one part of your body that's hurting. It's almost all the time, always connected, like everything in your body is connected. So your shoulder could be hurting, but like you said, the neck could be causing that or your back's hurting, your hamstrings could be causing that. It's, it's all mm-hmm. kinds of different things. And I think yeah. that's what makes it really cool. And that, that's the, the really interesting part is, and over the years, I mean, I've been doing it for 26 years. So I, I tell people, they say, well, how did you know that? I'm like, well, I, I listened to my hands. And that sounds silly, but when you're working on somebody, there is an energetic component to it, not to go woo-woo on you, but <laughs> there is that part where you feel the person's energy or you feel the tightness, which, I mean, in layman's terms, um, congestion, whatever. And you know that, I don't know, I, I think when we were little, there was that whole, you know, your nose is connected to your toes. It really is. I, I mean, for real, there is that fascial sheath in your body that just connects everything. Yeah. Do you ever do any chiropractic work, like any cracks with your massages? No, that's no. not, that is out of my legal scope of practice. Oh, wow. It does happen. Um, once you release the soft tissue, sometimes the back will adjust on its own. Uh, it really depends on how, how, again, just in layman's terms, how far out the person's back is or the joint is. Sometimes when you release the soft tissue, it will adjust itself. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely uh, experienced it when I got a massage when, you know, naturally it just happens to crack per se will happen. And then I wanted to move to my next question of in the world of health and fitness, there's so many different aspects. There's eating, there's recovery, there's training, there's sleep. Do you think what you do, I would say primarily called recovery is more important than other aspects or are they all equal? Um, I don't really think anything is more important than any other thing. I think all those parts combined create the balance that you need. I mean, it's, there's no one modality or one thing that makes an athlete or an active person better. You have to do all of it. You you need the sleep to recover the massage can help facilitate the recovery, but if you don't go and drink your water and sleep and stretch and maintain, the massage isn't going to do anything. Agreed. Agreed. I've always thought the same as you, that everything has to combine to be ultimately the most important. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be sleep. I think it has a little bit of an edge by itself. It yeah. does. I mean, I'm with you on that and probably because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Why do you find health and fitness so important in your own personal life? Um, well, I've been on both sides. Like I told you earlier, when the doctor told me I was obese and, you know, being on the not healthy side and then being on the healthy side, it's a whole lot more fun on the healthy side and I can, I can do the things I like to do and I can maintain the schedule that I do. Um, you know, running my own business and working full time at a resort and 
still taking care of two dogs and kayaking and paddleboarding and being on the beach, all those things. If I didn't stay healthy, I couldn't do that. Exactly. A lot of people I hear say that health and fitness is so important for them because if you're healthy, then it allows you to do the fun things that you want to do in your life. And that's extremely important. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's worth the work. Yeah. A lot of people who are not healthy per se will be like, oh, it's too much work. I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I'm living just fine. But then if you've been on both sides, like you said, you can really tell the difference of how much better you feel and then how much better other things are when you are healthy and do the right things. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and it's even, it even, like I said, I don't get enough sleep. And the last couple of days, I've forced myself to increase sleep. And now I feel great. Yeah, I have a uh, Whoop band. I don't know if you've heard of them right here. Yes. Yes, I uh, just got one and it tracks your sleep, gives you like a sleep score. And uh, the past few nights, I had to to deal with the dogs and my sleep score was like 60, 70% compared to a few days before that. It was 100% for three straight nights. And I feel so much yeah i feel so much different like i mean it tells you all kinds of things to your REM sleep it's really cool to see how important it is and then how better how much better you can feel if you do the right things yeah i started um i have a small fitbit because i can't wear you know an apple watch or you know any of those things because of massage Mm. so i just got a, a cheaper fitbit and i wear it on my ankle and it stays there pretty much all the time, except for when I'm not working. And and it really, it makes a difference knowing your sleep and knowing you can feel tired, but then you look at that. Sometimes it almost helps you go, oh, I'm okay. I had a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. Before we move into uh, the next few questions, I just have a few personal questions. I think listeners will also might want to ask this. A big thing right now is red light therapy. And also, mm-hmm. I know a lot, a lot of athletes do cupping as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about each of those and what they actually do? Well, the red light therapy, it, it's funny you bring that up. I just bought a new one, a little higher powered one mm-hmm. that is in, the, in my office. I'm actually looking at it thinking I need to do that myself. Uh, bottom line with red light therapy, infrared, uh, far and near infrared light therapy, the main component of it is it helps stimulate the mitochondria of the cell. So the cell, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and everything starts on a cellular level, whether it's, you know, growing muscle, growing bone or disease, it starts on a cellular level. And I always have a problem saying that word. Um, so the, the, the red light helps stimulate that mitochondria, which then, in conjunction helps stimulate the cell. So you're, you're getting replacements happening. It's coming, you know, it helps stimulate all of that. It's good for skin. It's good for hair. It's good to help you sleep a little bit better. Um, so overall it's a great add on therapy. Um, I use it in my practice when I'm working on people, if there's an area that's bothering them, I might turn it on and put it, over the table in that specific area and then just keep working elsewhere. How long should people and, stay under the red light? Um, 
usually it's it's around you know somewhere between eight to fifteen minutes per area so the one I have in my house is I can do the whole side of my body and I usually do about 12 to 15 minutes and then I turn over and do 12 to 15 minutes if I'm doing it on one body part here at the office for somebody that I'm working on I leave it on about eight to ten minutes and it also depends on what you're trying to focus on if they're focusing on their skin then it needs to be a little further away if you want it to reach some deep tissue you need it to be less than six inches from the body so there's there's a lot of variables to it and the uh, power of the light as well has to be taken into consideration got it that's that's cool it's been a big trend i think a lot of people learning about how beneficial it is yeah and it actually i mean i i've noticed i sleep better back to sleep again what do you know i've seen studies um, that say and you asked about helps deep sleep yeah 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 mm -hmm. um you asked about the cupping um cupping I don't use, I don't do traditional cupping. Um, I use the silicone cups and I do mostly dynamic cupping where I'll either place the cup and move the body part or place the cup, move the body part and the cup. Mm -hmm. um, and that really is to help break up some scar tissue or congestion in the muscle. Um, it, it lifts the, it basically lifts the skin and a lot of people think it creates um, more circulation, but when the cup is on, it's actually basically cutting off the circulation, not in a bad way. It's just kind of holding everything stagnant for a minute. And then when it releases, it's kind of a cleansing of the area. Got it. Yeah. I, when you see that, when you put the cup on, your skin gets really red and then it's almost like it flushes it, flushes it out at the end, essentially clearing of the congestion is what I've heard. Yeah. It, it allows all that to come through. So you're, you're kind of, um, stopping it. I, what I usually explain to people when it, whether it comes to cupping, compression, um, petrissage and massage, any of the things that are like a ringing type movement is if, if you had a five buckets with clean water and you wiped up some grape juice with a sponge and you wrung it out in each bucket. By the time you get to the last bucket, the grape juice is gone. Hmm. So if you liken the grape juice to the bad stuff, you're squeezing it out and it's cleansing the area as you move along. It's a perfect way to put it. The next question I have is a pretty big one. If you had to pick one biggest myth or misconception you hear with health and fitness, what would you say and why? Hmm. You know, um, the fads and the supplements and those overnight miracle things that people try to sell, I, I would say that they're probably the worst thing out there. Um, and I know that's a, that's a big, that's a big bucket full, but, um, you know, if you're going to do supplements, you have to do your homework. Don't just go by what the package says. And that's, there's a lot of myths with different supplements. Um, all those little fad, like, um, well, I don't want to name a company, but you know, all the shredding supplements that, you know, burn fat and this, and that. I've tried them. I've done them. 
If there was an easy way to try to lose weight, I tried it. There is no easy way out. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably the biggest problem in in fitness and health. Yeah. There's, especially with social media nowadays, there's so many different sources of information and people say if they like someone or see even something fake, they'll be like, oh, he looks amazing. Let me do what he does. And then nine times out of 10, it's probably not what's going to work for you. I talked to someone before and it's fitness is such a personalized experience that everything is different. And a lot of things you see aren't even true or don't even work at all. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to be able to sort it out. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I think a lot of times it's, it's just understanding your body and, and you got to work through it. Like I said, I've tried a lot of different things and not any one particular thing works. It goes back to balancing everything. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have a quote unquote best source of information you find for health and fitness knowledge? Everyone has their own, but where's, what's your go-to? Um, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I, I have different practitioners and in different modalities that I trust. And you mentioned social media. What's really great is there's a lot of good stuff out there now. Unfortunately, there's a lot of really bad stuff out there right now, too. So you have to kind of weed it out. Um, I always, yeah, I try to tell my clients like, hey, I found this person. Um, and I think I actually told you about the one guy that I follow all the time that I learned how to do scraping from. Yes, my dad. My and he's, yeah, he's got great information. He's on top of it. Um, you know, and then he posts other things that, you know, from other people that you can get great information from. You just really need to, I mean, it's, it's like walking through the jungle, you know, you have to try to find the right one. Um, but there is a lot of good stuff on social media. I do a lot of, um, research through the different, like I belong to the ABMP for massage and I go through their website a lot to look for, you know, tried and true classes and things like that. Um, with my active release training, I have a lot of people through there that I can, you know, I can email them and say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? Or so really it's, it's working with people in the field, um, whether it's chiropractors, PTs, um, personal trainers, athletic trainers, just talk to everybody. Totally. Before we wrap things up here in a few minutes, I just have a specific yeah. question for people who may be looking in to get into becoming a massage therapist. Do you need to know the anatomy of a body, like where m- muscles are, where bones are when you're doing a massage? You do. You have to. I mean, it is a a lot of anatomy training, a lot of kinesiology training. And I mentioned earlier when we were talking about red light, about everything happens, starts with the cell. Mm. When I went to massage school, I didn't prepare in high school for a medical per se career. So I took what I had to take to get out of high school. That was it. That's why I didn't want to go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I got into massage school and, and I failed my first anatomy test wow. because it was about the cell. And I just kind of blew it off. Like, what do I got to know this for? Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically that, I mean, you can't have anatomy without having a cell. So you have to know all of it. Every bone, every muscle, everything. Yeah, I know the spine is very important too because the spine essentially is the backbone of the body. So it controls a lot of other things. Yeah. And, and understanding all that, um, I had a phone call the other day from a potential client who has a, was born with a condition that is, it's a condition of the brain and the brain stem. And the only reason I got her business was because I knew exactly what she was talking about. Wow. Pays off. So, and the only reason I knew that is because I had a, a patient at the chiropractor's office years ago that I worked at that had that. And I went right to him and said, could you tell me what this is? Because it was something I hadn't learned. So, mm. I mean, that's part of it. You have to, you have to stay humble enough to be able to ask the questions of other people when you need to. That's, that's very important. A lot of people who I've talked to say they're focused on the clients and adjusting to what they need is extremely important when trying to have a new client come in, but also retaining your current client base, especially in the world of health and fitness, because everyone's different. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I, I don't have a problem telling somebody they need to go to a different practitioner, whether it's another massage therapist that specializes in something different, or if it's a chiropractor in my office here. Now I have a chiropractor that works next door and, you know, in my building, but in the next office, we have a council that works here. We, you know, we have different people, different modalities. Basically it's a multidisciplinary clinic now. So you have to be able to do that. Um, you can't treat everybody. You can't fix everybody. Exactly. To wrap things up here, I have one more question. Nowadays, a lot of people complain they can't achieve their health and fitness goals because they're too busy. They have too many things going on. What advice would you give to someone who says they can't have a healthy lifestyle due to a quote unquote busy schedule? Make time. Figure perfect, it out. Perfect answer. It's I, I, That's a simple, well, it sounds like a simple answer, but it's also a very difficult answer. If you're too tired, you're going to be even more tired, but in a week or two, that's going to reverse itself and it's worth it in the long run. Yeah. I heard the term one time, like excuse killer and everyone always has time. Even if you go up and down the stairs 10 times or you have a 10 minute stretching routine, you can do anything and it'll naturally get better and easier to carve out time. It does. It's, I mean, I tell people to do certain stretches and I, I give a lot of passive stretching to people where they can lay on the floor and watch TV and actually do a stretch, but gravity's doing the work for them. And, and I say to them, like, before you know it, the five minutes, I just basically, I, I, I'm going to use the word prescribe, even though I'm not supposed to prescribe things. I prescribed you five minutes on the floor with gravity doing the work. Once you start doing it, if you continue to do it, it gets easier. Yeah. That about wraps things up. Thank you very much, Barb, for your insights. You can tell you know tons about 
massage therapist and how much schooling it takes and how much you have to know. I think listeners will really enjoy hearing an insider perspective per se. And yeah, I think it's great. This is great doing this. Thanks for having me on. Yes, of course. Anytime. Thank you very much for listening to Find Your Fit. Please leave a good rating and have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Fit. We hope you enjoyed it and please come back and listen again. Most importantly, we hope you found your fit.